<laughs> through the whole time. All right, yeah, you're definitely coming in a little bit better. I think I figured it out. I'm recording you. I'm recording me. Advanced um, IGBT inverter technology. Inverter frequency. All right, so kilohertz. I got you. I'm loving you. Loving okay, you. Okay. Loving me. Loving me. <laughs> loving you. Touching you. Touching me. Touching you. Sweet Caroline. Oh yeah, here we go. Okay, sorry folks. Uh we're we got new equipment here. We're trying to figure out get a little equalization on the sound here. It's our first time. We didn't have an opportunity to uh kind of uh play around with it earlier. If you're a fan, this is going to work out very good in the long run. We're sorry for the inconvenience. First time listening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I think we're there. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm getting you. Uh, I'm getting a lot of me, which is the how I like it. I'm the host, so I like to uh, overbear, cut you off. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Can we get Michael quieter I keep telling now? You got to pause me. Yeah, that's right. I'm working on that <laughs> mute button. I'm just gonna bleep most of your uh, your stuff out there. Okay, I think I got it. I, yeah. it. I'm recording. Do I sound? We sound all right together. Are you hearing me? Oh, I hear you fine. Yeah, you sound great. What about me? Yeah, are you uh, are you hearing the music? Is that me playing? Oh no, that's you. Oh, this is me. Are you, are you hearing the music? <laughs> yeah. Are we getting? The... Yeah. <laughs> swing. She's a babe. <laughs> swing, swing, swing. Mega right. babe. <laughs> All right. Good. Okay. So that means we can get the clips. We got the voice. I'm watching the screen. Oh, yeah. Coming in hot. Okay, we're here. Doing good. Welcome. Yeah, we're here. We, we made it. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good. I'm going to keep that in the original cut. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dreamweaver kind of had it all there. A little behind the scenes action. Mike, how you doing? How was the holiday festivities? Did you, did you eat hearty and drink? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I had a good time. A lot of good food. A lot of good booze. Not bad. Not, no complaints. All right. You know, we did it right this year with, like, there was really no gifts. Yeah, everybody's old. Doesn't matter. It's funny. Everybody's pretending like it's just this new thing where, you know, we're not doing gifts or keeping it easy on the gift giving and all that. Uh, it's called Bidenomics. I don't think people realize this. <laughs> this is three years into Bidenomics. Congratulations, folks. It's what we got. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because uh, three years into Bionomics, everybody keeps talking about this new thing called saving money. Uh, <laughs> like putting it away for a rainy day because rainy days come. <laughs> I got to say, uh, I heard a lot of Merry Christmas from the regular average folk over the past week. Yeah. No holidays, no happy holidays, just the Merry Christmas. Yeah, people know what you mean. I'm happy for it. I'm telling you, the happy holidays going the way of birthing person and my (laughs) all-time favorite from the past two years, men who have sex with other men. I think we're going to say toodaloo to all these retarded phrases we've been employing for the last half decade and uh, go back to some more tradition, man. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, I think we're a few years away from actually celebrating Jesus on Christmas. Oh, wow. It's crazy. I saw a little uh, ditty out there about how 
there are, I believe, if I read it correctly, 100 senators with, or no, 100 Congress members with ties to slavery. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're giving it to you hot today, folks. Steaming. Steaming hot. What am I supposed to do with that uh, information? I don't know. I found that to be shockingly low and light. Are I, all of them white? I assumed all of them. To, I mean, even Barack Obama. Look it up, folks. Barack Obama has a genealogical history that traces him back to slave owners. Hmm. So it doesn't matter what your skin color is now. You probably could go back far enough and find some sort of slaving going on i mean look at us you go back about three generations we were indentured uh servitude uh servants yeah, we were we were the slaves we were the slaves yeah that's what i'm saying you just <laughs> go back a little bit in time and you you see it right there in front of you hmm. so i don't know what do you think we should kick them out or no no i saw a bunch of leftists uh making a big deal about it because all their other policies are sending our country right into the shitter Oh, so, this is Biden's campaign. Yes. No, this, is, this is the whole plan. They're pulling out the old race card with the hard R on it, man. I mean, they are going for it uh, in this election cycle. I can only assume um, they have to because they know Trump is going to be the guy, right? And he's the racist. He's white supremacist. That's right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. All right. Yeah, good, could be a good move. We'll see how it goes. Okay, well, we had a fantastic holiday here in the Mile High City. Uh, We're all very excited. I don't know if you saw the news, but Jared Polis, he's just on fire with running this state the last several months. Uh, We are now enacting a total, complete ban of all plastic bags. (laughs) All of them. Which is weird, because, like, you can't have your plastic shopping bag, right? But you, you're going to go get your little uh, plastic baggie with the lunch meat in it. And then you're going to go get your bread wrapped in the plastic baggie. And then you're going to grab that little plastic baggie mm. to put your uh, fruit in there, right? If it isn't already oh, then wrapped in plastic Then you're going to grab a uh, 24-pack of plastic bottles wrapped in plastic. <laughs> plastic, right? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to keep all this other plastic, but on the 1st of January... In several days here, uh, you will no longer be able to access a plastic bag. A lot of uh, sea turtles out there in Denver, Colorado. Is that yeah, what we're, huge problem. That's that why we're on the. We're, is that what we're protecting? Onto the plastic straws now, right? <laughs> Protect the, the sea turtles. The paper straws. Sorry. Uh, either way, he uh, is in the news a lot right now for the plastic band bag. I've been seeing a lot of people kind of not into it. Did you uh, see the big one, though, about Polis that I may have sent you? I can't remember. Yeah, you sent it to me. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah, just man. Just the little dance he was doing, like, <laughs> smiling at the kid. Like, dude, get, how are you leading a state? You're not a leader. I wouldn't follow you into the kiddie pool. Oh, man. Jared Polis hates you, Colorado. I'm telling you right now, he hates all of us, the, the business owners, the homeowners, the taxpayers, uh, you know who Jared Polis loves? He loves the fellas who I had to nearly fight away from my car about 20 minutes ago trying to squeegee whatever's in their water bottle onto my windshield. 
Ooh, you got the squeegee, huh? Oh, Colorado. Now uh, joining Baltimore and other the you know the other shitty cities around the country as the home of the squeegee boys. Oh yeah. I love how you guys even got to be snobby with your homeless guys. They got squeegees. They just use newspapers over here. You know you are right. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was a little impressed by their access to so you know the actual squeegees. Right, like if you go to the gas stations now on Cicero, none of them have the little thing to clean your windows. <laughs> they all got stolen. Oh man, the squeegee boys, we got them. We're full of them. It's fantastic. I'm uh, thoroughly enjoying it myself. Uh, I'm gonna have to start driving around with some sort of bat or a crowbar or something. You know, it's kind of like I, I don't want to inflict harm, but you know, <laughs> I want to like just scare them off a little bit. Get a taser. Oh, good call. I might just start dressing like Batman when I drive home, right? I'm, like, leaving for work. I'm going to the bathroom, dress up in a full Batman costume. Cruise, cruise home. <laughs> Nobody's going to believe you in a Subaru. Uh, all right. Lesbian a body kit on it. Lesbian Batman, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023. Every character is a black lesbian now, right? Oh, 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 oh. actually, that's great. You could do it in blackface. Right, and I can keep the beard as well. Bearded black lesbian Batman. It's great. So that way when I go on my rampage and start beating all of these squeegee boys trying to, you know, cover my car and all this, whatever is in these water bottles. I know it's not just water. I'm just telling you right now. Don't accept the squeegee boy. All right. They're definitely pissing in this. There's something horrible going on with this water. It's going to be terrible for your car, and you're going to be smelling it the whole ride home, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'll dress up like batman lesbian batman and you know get out of the car do a bunch of karate and scare the crap out of some of the migrants and maybe eventually they'll get the idea and stop going around there right i don't know we gotta avoid this spot boys it's where that new lesbian batman's been hanging around (laughs) (laughs) like like realistically what can you do to get rid of these people you know now they're here Oh man, and and I the- know this was the plan. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. They know it is the plan. That's what gets me. I mean, this is an invasion. It's really outrageous. It's insane to let this many people in unchecked. Yeah, absolutely. I- I'm personally blown away by what I'm seeing unfold in Denver specifically. Uh, they're consuming very specific areas and. The best part about these squeegee boys, which, you know, I'm obsessed with them, obviously, uh, they're not, they're from, like, Kenya and shit, man. They're not following the traffic laws. They don't know what the red light means or anything. They're just out there, like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? They come from places where they live their lives dodging cars and other sorts of camels and stuff coming at them. Yeah. Yeah. No rules over there. So you got the squeegee boys, the light turns green, there's two miles of traffic, and it is not moving because half a dozen of these squeegee boys aren't getting out of the way. You can't run them over? No, I guess not yet. Well, what we got to do is hand out Pakistani flags for them, and then uh, we'll, you know, <laughs> we'll just have them walking out there with the Pakistani flags, and then maybe we could uh, start getting some people to right, drive through yeah. them. I, I know that's the thing now, right? Palestinian. Oh, what did I say? Pakistani? <laughs> Pakistani. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. Can't tell one sand monkey from another, you know? <laughs> the Pakistanis. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. I got myself on that one. You know what I saw the other day? Uh, Dad was here 
We were just uh, we were just hanging out in uh, Seinfeld was on. Oh, it nice. It was the one where that guy across the street from Jerry starts the restaurant. Yeah, the Rooster's Chicken Place, right? No. Uh, was, he like tried to do an American one, but then Jerry convinced him to do a Pakistani restaurant. Yes, the very bad man. The very bad man. The very bad man, man. <laughs> yeah. That's a great episode, man. Seinfeld nailed it back in the day. Yeah, you couldn't do Seinfeld now. You can't even do Curb Your Enthusiasm. They have declared it's their last season. I had no idea Larry David was still doing the show, to be totally honest. I honestly didn't think he was still alive. I haven't seen him in years. You know, it's funny, too, because a lot of these... Um, Kind of nut jobs on the left who are super pro COVID and Larry David, I think a well known germaphobe, right? So he probably went hard on the COVID masking and getting the jab and all that. And you kind of ex- kind of expect a lot of these guys to fade away. Yeah, well, at least by twenty thirty. I saw something about the kids of Christy Alley selling the last of her effects or something, and I forgot Christy Alley died. Who's Christy Alley? From Cheers. Look who's talking. You don't even know who Christy Alley is. You know what's funny? (laughs) We could look up the episode where we talk about her dying, and I bet you had the exact same reaction. (laughs) Oh, she's dead. Yeah, I loved her. Yeah, see, everybody loved Christy. She was really hot, yeah. She was smoking, and then she went through this, like, behemoth phase where she was just a full-on whale of a human, and then I yeah, think she got too big, but there was a while there. She looked like she was like thick. Yeah, but she also so jumped on board the Weight Watchers uh, train. I think she was a big spokesperson for them back in the late '90s, if I'm not mistaken. And then, uh, hmm. you know, it's too bad she, you know, died. She could have stuck around and gotten on board Oprah's Wagovi Ozempic craze now and lose the weight oh, in like dude. two weeks, man. Right. I gotta tell you, it is so obvious when people are on that. So obvious. Okay, so I'll be honest. I have not personally seen anyone around me uh, clearly rocking it, and I think that there are some people who you would definitely notice if they had. Absolutely, dude. I've already, like, I've already come across three now where I, like, haven't seen them in a really long time, and, uh... It's like, you know, everybody around is like, oh, my God, how did you lose all that weight? Oh, you know, uh, I'm just going <laughs> to change my diet. I mean, they all say the same thing. I started doing the intermittent, intermittent fasting. All right. It doesn't make you lose 90 pounds in three months. Um, you know what I mean? And your <laughs> face is melting. Your face is melting. What's, uh, what's fantastic about this, now that I'm kind of putting it together in my head, fast-forwarding into the future, I imagine archaeologists seeing this time frame where all the skeletons are sunken and shrunken and, you know, uh, totally void of true bone mass, but they all have these tiny patches of hair plugs on the top of their skulls. <laughs> right? And great veneers yes. that are still white. Per- and perfectly white teeth. <laughs> We're going to look so bizarre a thousand years in the future, man. you imagine our skeletons? These feeble, like totally unhealthy, crippled bodies, right? 
with hair plugs. This is just a puff of hair in the middle of the head there, right? It's a ten, uh, you know, completely attached to the skull. That's what I'm uh, picturing in the future here. Uh, we're almost doomed for it. It's unbelievable what we're doing. Well, I, I can't believe. Uh, don't take Ozempic, man. Well, that is got the goods for you on the Ozempic. I always bring it. It's the new year that we are heading into here, folks, and I can only imagine following the year of Ozempic and Wagovi and all the smelaglitude drugs that people are taking to melt their insides. Well, you know, this coming year is going to be the year where everybody died from the smelaglitude, and they're going <laughs> to get their uh, Peter Francis Geraci, uh, you know, lawsuits going on. Um, I'm pretty certain that they need to give it to the kids to get past some sort of legal uh, hurdle here, so... It took a year. I believe we started in January where people were slowly kind of admitting that this stuff works for l- weight loss. And now we're like, eh, let's give it to the six-year-olds. No. America's too fat. You know this. Our kids, too. 14 million. Oh, and by the way, you're Wait welcome. You are so welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're bringing me a Cuomo? I, I felt like we needed a bit of a lift here. And so I thought, hmm. Mike needs a Cuomo. America's too fat. You know this. Our kids, too. 14 million are struggling with childhood obesity. So the FDA has approved the weight loss drug Wagovi, um, sister to Ozempic, for kids 12 and Stop up. Stop right there. Who approved it? What should doctors do? Should your team be on this? <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm still getting used to all these, uh, like, extremities of mine now. I'm... <laughs> Uh-oh. What, uh, who approved what now? Yeah, the FDA, I believe. Wasn't that? Uh, all right. Shall I go back? No, that's all right. Keep going. All right, all right. Sister to Ozempic for kids 12 and up. What should doctors do? Should your teen be on this? All right. I want to introduce you to Dr. Seaman, okay? Expert in nutrition, Come on. exercise, Come on. health. It took him 16 takes to stop giggling you- every time he said that one. His name is Dr. Seaman. Oh, it's not this a heat. It's like when Joe Pistol <laughs> saved the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, got, we got Dr. Seaman in here, and uh, it's... It's kind of a hot babe. I'm not going to lie. I was watching the it's clip. A chick? Oh, Dr. Seaman's a chick. There's a, there's a reason why I think doc, uh, Mr. Cuomo brought on Dr. Seaman. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't even know if she's really a doctor, I'll be honest here. I, I think he found her on OnlyFans. And uh, she told, she said he, she was going to tell the world that he's uh, an OnlyFans follower. So he said, well, I'll bring you on the show as a doctor. Right? Yeah. Oh, you play a doctor in some of those movies, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so we got Dr. Seaman here, the hot babe, who um, probably works on OnlyFans for uh, Cuomo. What's this guy's? I, Bromo Cuomo? I was for Andrew? Chris. This is Chris Cuomo. I just know him as the CCP. Oh, what's this? That's it? The CCP? The Chris Cuomo, the Chris Cuomo Project. That's his uh, podcast. <laughs> I totally forgot that's what it was. His this is from his News Nation show. Yeah, no, I can't believe he's on TV. It's kind and of he's beating you. Like you got to go see the list of the people he's beating. 
well, in ratings. Dude, it's unbelievable. I've, I've tried to watch some of the regular mainstream stuff. Uh, time to time, you catch a gem, and I love to play it on the show. Uh, pretty much unwatchable at this point. It, like CNN is still slightly. I could dip in from time to time and catch like a, a you know an overly emotional Jake Tapper, which I can always get down with. But outside of that, dude, like MSNBC, Fox News, completely unwatchable. Yeah, all of them. All of them. And CNN now has a bunch of these like extreme, intense-looking women who are, you know, very stern and angry and taking <laughs> they everything. Can, they cannot believe the, uh, the right's <laughs> obsession with Donald Trump. So now we're going to spend three hours talking about Donald Trump. They're taking everything really seriously, man. Uh, so... You know, that's why mainstream news can't really do it. News Nation, I got to say, you know, it is, uh, you know, it was previously WGN. And they. Ooh, is that where it came from? Okay. Yeah. And they decided the family who ran or owned WGN started their own news channel to try and compete with the garbage that is, you know, so called mainstream news, you know, the legacy media there. And so now we get. Uh, this News Nation channel, and you got Dan Abrams and Chris Cuomo. You know, nobody from the mainstream. Uh, they're all on there. <laughs> Megyn Kelly, right? No mainstreamers, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cuomo was so bought and paid for by Pfizer, he brought in his brother. He almost started daily- dating Taylor Swift. I almost couldn't finish that one. <laughs> So close. So close. He's one boost away. All right, here we go. We got a Zempic for the fat kids. Health science, integrative medicine. I follow her because she's also into fitness and doing things the right way. Yeah, they're banging. That's how he got around okay. here. Fuck. Um, I got choked on time because he of what happened. He promised her uh, airtime if she fucked him. <laughs> no. In Gaza. But I wanted to introduce you to the audience. Look, this stuff works, okay? I have these graphs and charts, 73% versus the placebo. He's really hamming up the New York City now. Have you noticed that? He's, he's leaning hard. I like it. Tough guy, New York Cuomo. I'm into it. Yeah, he's really... <laughs> but he, he, after this segment, he jumps into his limo, and it takes him to his house in the Hamptons, right? Oh, for sure, next to his brother. He's probably filming this in his garage. Or his basement. Remember when he didn't leave his basement? <laughs> oh, yeah. I guarantee that giant toothpick is right under the desk waiting for the next <laughs> pandemic, man. Oh, yeah. Just waiting. He probably has it like in a glass shield, you know, case right on top of the mantle. In case, With a hammer know, hanging. Yeah, that's it. right. It says the little plaque, you know, break in case of pandemic two. <laughs> 2030. That's right. Yeah, you're, you know about the agenda. All right, here we go. Bow at 18. They're losing 5% of their body mass. Uh, they kill the placebo on, on getting better with your body mass. It works, this stuff. Does that mean we should give it to our kids? He's becoming like this New York hustler. Like, hey, it works. What, what else do you need? What's the matter you? Well, we get really excited when we see data like this because childhood obesity is a problem. We have 20% of our teenagers, uh, you know, six and up that are obese. The problem with this is it is a great medication and it's definitely better than putting a, a young patient like this through surgery, through something like gastric bypass surgery. 
But these medications do have side effects. <laughs> They're very expensive. And there's a third really option. Yeah, uh, you could sign. Right? Uh, you could sign Johnny up for cross country. <laughs> Go run your fat ass yeah. around the track. What you, do you, mean? <laughs> you ever seen a tennis court? <laughs> Doctor, should I give my kid these drugs? That's uh, better than cutting his stomach off. I know. Yeah. That's right. Good call, doctor. Is it, do, I, do I surgically remove part of my kid's stomach, or do I put him on these drugs that I have no idea what the long-term consequences will be? But either way, I'm not going to stop feeding him Wendy's and McDonald's. <laughs> I know. And I'm not going to force him to go outside and just run around. I'll always be the cool dad giving my son the adult Happy Meal. <laughs> uh, this is so sad, dude. You have to... You have to get the kid in shape. In your teenage years, you have to start working out. Early 20s, you got to go into your 30s with a good base. Yeah, get that base, man. Absolutely. You know, then you can get fat. You get a gut. It's okay. You can just go, you know, you can work it off. It's not easy, but you, you, the, the people I see who are like my age, 35, 36, who never were in shape, not even as a kid. I mean, they were fat as a kid, no matter what they do. They don't lose weight. Oh, good call. They don't have that initial core, right? They don't have it in them. Like, dude, even I get fat, and I'm like, ah, I haven't ran in a year. I got to go run. (laughs) And and something in me, I'll go do five miles first run, you know, because I was a runner. Yeah. I still have that muscle memory. Even though I'm fat, my knees are going to hurt, my legs are going to hurt, but I can just push through it for the first couple of weeks and get it back to not where I was when I stopped working out, but at least like a really good point where if you never had that, there's nothing to get back to. You're, you're starting from scratch at 35. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, you're almost over the hill. Or if you follow our current metrics, you're pretty much at the hill uh, in, in today's modern America. Um, but know- that's almost why you could, you could excuse the Wigovi for the 40 year old. You know, like, so, all right, fine. But, th- uh, dude, a kid? Well, Ooh. this has been really getting me to think about how, you know, we've been covering this all year. And I got to say, this might be the state kind of jumping in and in a roundabout way admitting, we poisoned your food for about 30 years. And you're all <laughs> being sickened. And that's why none of you can be healthy or lose weight. And so here's this new drug that'll take away some of that weight. We're sorry. Yeah, maybe. It does feel like the but same... they still haven't fixed the food problem. Well, no, the food's going to be poisoned forever. We have no control of that. <laughs> Bill Gates, Bill Gates <laughs> owns every single farm in America. It's game over, man. As a matter of fact, it's just getting worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, no. That's uh, why you need to start getting used to taking these drugs because you're going to need them. Yeah, and if you didn't take your mRNA vaccine willingly, Bill Gates is pumping it into your uh, pork chops and your steak over there. So you'll get it one way or another. No doubt about it. Shall we continue and try to finish this Ozempic for kids? So sad, yeah. What we're missing (laughs) is the broad societal problem with obesity when it comes to lifestyle medicine. In these trials, they, they compared a placebo, which is basically telling people to eat healthy and to exercise for 60 minutes a day. And in the placebo arm of the trial, 12% of them did get better. But if we were eating healthy and working out, yeah, for the twelve percent that actually ate better at exercise. Sorry, I know I keep interrupting. You. <laughs> no, it's a, this is an infuriating. It's piece. infuriating. Yes, you took a group of fat asses and you gave them a placebo, 
And then, yeah, 10% of them actually worked out. That's, That's why that, you know what I mean? Absolutely. The other one sat on their ass thinking they were going to melt away. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Which so is sad. what you do when you take these drugs, man. So if they give you placebo, you're going to sit on your ass eating the same and you're not going to melt away. And you're going to be sitting there wondering like, hey, you know, I'm still pretty hungry. What's going on here? <laughs> I, thought I, wasn't, I thought I wasn't supposed to be so hungry all the time. You know what? Usually I order three Domino's and eat all of them. This time I only ate two. That must be working. <laughs> That's the Ozempic. This is um this is bad news, man, if we're giving it to the kids. Again, I think it just means we've given up. Today, we would not be dealing with a childhood obesity crisis when it comes to these medications. What is your concern of people who are losing all this weight on these drugs? Well, if you're obese, especially if you have comorbidities like hypertension or diabetes, then we absolutely want to be aggressive because your risk of cardiovascular disease and cancer uh, is significantly increased. The problem is, is when you come off these medications, you tend to regain the weight, you regain all the risk factors that you have before. And like I said, they do come with side effects, the most common one being gastrointestinal problems like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and we don't know the long-term implications. So when you're talking about a child or a teenager, that's in a part of their life where they should be accelerating their bone mass, their mm -hmm. lean muscle mass, and you put them on a drug that basically creates severe caloric restriction, there's a risk of losing their lean body mass and who knows long-term mm. the ramifications of growth and development and all in all, they're pretty safe, but we have to think about these things because they're now looking at FDA approval down to age six. Excuse me. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh man. It's game over. <laughs> <laughs> game over people. And then you heard them. So they know you're going to have to take it for the rest of your life. Oh, this they're... is just another way for these guys to put their hooks in you. They're killing us on purpose, man. And let me tell you, do you know what absolutely works 100% and is safe? 100% safe and effective. I know you guys love that term. 100% safe, it's 100% effective. Exercise. No side effects. Actually, the only side effect <laughs> is you become a beast. <laughs> Oh man, are you... that's that's a crazy fucking clip, dude. It weirded me out. I felt like again, I, I can't get over this idea that we've been really following this all year long. This was the story again in my book of 2023. Not any of the wars going on, folks. I hate to break it to you, we always got wars going on <laughs> every year. It's not something new, and it isn't the Taylor Swift stuff, even though that's hilarious. No, the the biggest story of this year, you know is the fact that Americans once again lined up willingly to inject themselves with something they have no idea what the long-term consequences are. Yeah. That's, that's a twofer, baby. The, Pfizer, come on. They got you hook, line, and sinker for life now in anything. They know it. What's the next thing that they're going to convince you that's good for you that ends up hurting you, that you're going to line up for and willingly take a dose of it every month. Come. I don't know the long-term side effects. Yeah, well... That can't be good. And you're going to give it to your kid? And, you're, oh, the FDA approved it? The same people who just approved the vaccine for your kid? Yes. The same ones, man. That's right, dude. 
Yeah, I really don't have... Oh, I'm telling you, I think it became very obvious very quickly that the conspiracy theorists were correct when it came to the mRNA gene therapy vaccines they tried to peddle on humanity. Most people got their one or two shots, but pretty much a good chunk of the population dropped off. And what did we have this last time around? About 18% or so, they say, took these uh, jabs. Well... They needed something new to shoot you with, man. You needed to take a new poison. There, you know, there's an agenda afoot. All right, and they yeah, got to meet scary. their times, man. They're, you know, they they have to get there. And I, I can, again, it seems a little coincidental that right when the popularity of the COVID nineteen vaccine starts, you know, waning, we start to get this immediate rise in this new shot. You just shoot into you and you melt away. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> it's, absolutely, it's, it's absolutely insane. Well, it's fool me once, fool me twice uh, here. So what's the third one? I, you know, you deserve it. If anything comes next and the government says, stick this in your body and inject it, you all deserve what comes to you when you take it now because that'll be the third time, man. That's the kill shot in my book. Come on now. I mean, they're just getting rid of useless eaters. That's what they're doing. And that's not my language. That's <laughs> theirs, man. That's how Klaus Schwab's, Schwab describes you. Wow, this is sad, and yeah, you know there's an overlap there. It's like, it's definitely the people that, all these people are vaccinated. Yes, yeah, I think most are. I, I, again, you know, it's just poison, poison, poison. That's all everybody wants to take. It's just going to shorten lifespans in the long run. It's what they want. Um, And speaking of shortening the lifespans and basically projecting what the state and the powers that be desire for the rest of us, uh, this was making the rounds all over the X. Formerly known as Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it was on CBS, I think. Uh, one of these shills who was on one of the morning talk shows, uh, probably some alphabet agency personnel that was there to push in a, you know, a narrative either to scare the crap out of us or, you know, these weirdos, they like to sometimes tell the truth before it takes place. So uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, Either way, because it just kind of uh, gets my tinfoil hat all uh, juiced up. So here we go. We got a black swan event, Mike. Well, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, There are a number of uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level, that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. Yeah, like Iran, the place where we just bombed for no reason because we're just trying to stoke World War III, all right? Come on, people. Like, how else do you do it? And it's not like we just opened the border so they could send anybody they want. Flooding through. And if you need an example, I'll take a little video over on Santa Fe and Alameda, give you a shot of all the squeegee boys ransacking the cars there, uh, stopped in traffic. <laughs> These are yeah, f- that's the thing. Even if, <laughs> even if they didn't come here as a terrorist or a bad person, when you're living on the streets squeegeeing windshields, it's not going to be hard to convince that guy. Oh, you know? yeah. 
Well, Black Swan event, this lady is talking about a 9-11 style attack or scenario that unfolds. We've heard clips of Klaus Schwab at his World Economic Forum in Davos discussing how the next big thing will be some sort of EMP or nuclear attack on the electrical grid and, you know... They they project ninety percent of the U.S. population would die uh, from you know a power attack like that uh, just we, from not having a cell phone. Yeah, have you seen <laughs> these people? Have you interacted with any humans in the last five years? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, look what happened when we had the pandemic. The ele- you know, there was a pandemic upon us, and we ran out of toilet paper. I know. That's all you need to know. I was literally just thinking, if you shut down Amazon and all the uh, Grubhubs and everything, that's it. America's dead. Yeah, that that would be the worst thing to happen. But, you know, again, I hearken back to maybe even the clip we just did. The kids are so obese. We got to give them drugs to thin up. (laughs) You know, people are so fat. I mean, they're not going to be able to move fast enough to get the pro, you know, the, the stuff that they need. That's a good call. Maybe maybe Ozempic, that is the, uh, that's just China attacking us. Well, again, yeah, maybe it's the zombification of the Americans, so then they do the electromagnetic pulse, and all of a sudden, nobody can move because we're all on Ozempic. Mm. We're wasting away in our chairs. do the EMP, and then everybody with the vaccine, the chip shorts out in them. Well, yeah, if you send the <laughs> pulse, the electromagnetic pulse, through the 5G cell towers, oh, yeah, then you, oh, you juice up those yeah. nanobots in the uh, mRNA vaccine, and that's when uh, you get everybody exploding. That's what I assume is going to happen, right? It's the only logical ending to this, right? Well, <clears throat> I like how I like the idea of Hollywood projecting or predicting what happens 20 years in advance. Like we had all those alien movies for a while and we are essentially on the precipice of an alien invasion of some sort. That's all Tucker Carlson talks about now is how there's oh. aliens everywhere. So clearly now the state has used Tucker as a mouthpiece to get everybody ready for the impending doom of an alien invasion or the project blue beam or whatever where they fake the alien invasion and give us our fake messiah and then we worship the antichrist you pick your poison with that one right um, but also think think about after all those alien movies what was the biggest fad it was the zombie craze all the zombie movies everything was zombies right. and that that was to prime us and get us ready for the idea that uh, you know, what if the 5G towers go off and it turns everyone, you know, it, it flips the switch inside those nanobots and it goes to the brains and everyone just becomes, in, uh, you know, a zombie, man, starts eating everybody. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only thing I could see happening. <laughs> and we live in an age where everyone's a Nazi. I'm talking zombie Nazis, folks. That's what we're talking about here. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, you want to hear? Uh, I was listening to Tucker. I forgot who. What he's going? He's doing the rounds. Like he was on every podcast. Um, but I wasn't even really listening to him. I was just kind of like, just in the background. But you want to know? I was thinking about aliens. If you if you look at the timeline, like the '90s was really when we started like cloning and genetically modifying things, right? Yeah. Like gene editing and stuff. Dolly the sheep was when they announced it. 
Right. Right. And then we're like, oh, we're going to shelve it because it's not moral. Right. <laughs> that was about 25, 30 years ago. Right? Yeah. About 30 years ago. What if they already started back then, like producing babies that were like gene edited, genetically modified because they had this technology for like spacecraft? But we already talked about it, like how we couldn't even, you know, we're limited by the G forces we can tolerate. Yes, and also I was uh, taken far aback by your proclamation on several episodes ago about how the cantina simply wouldn't exist because all these aliens from all these different planets, there's no way they could be breathing the same air. You know what I mean? Like that that broke my soul. But oh, continue. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they're all the same. Travel across the galaxy and all smart creatures have two arms and two legs. Han Solo's hanging out with the Green Goblin dude, you know? It's like, fucking half of them. And I don't Chew- know how that's possible. Chewbacca? Like, how are Chewbacca and Han Solo able to exist in the same room? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> But what if they're trying to release all this information? Because, like, you know, videos keep coming out of, like, these weird-looking beings and everything and, like, these spacecrafts. What if it's just, like, these super soldiers that they created? Wow. Like super, like, super pilots, you know? Man, and maybe they're revolting and starting to come back. Oh, oh yeah. man, you know, you always have accidents. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know. I like this idea. This is cool. So you think we have advanced tech, potentially, and then we maybe were cloning beings that were designed in a certain way that could withstand the intense forces of space travel. Right. So maybe you have to, like, go in there and do a little gene editing, you know what well, I mean? And maybe, like, these are people, but they have an exoskeleton. Absolutely. This is why a lot of people have theorized in the past, which I have actually enjoyed the concept that... The gray aliens are bio drones from the future that we humans created. Ooh, that could be too. And I've always liked the idea of the gray aliens being, you know, biomechanical or some sort of drone type entity, you know, this cyborg kind of biological mix, right? Where kind of like what you're describing, you know, if you were an alien race, advanced. You wouldn't go, you know, risk your life, your life and the lives of all your people, right, to traverse space or whatever it takes to go through the uh, dimensional time continuum there. You know, you would probably design some sort of drone-like clone being that can be your slave and do it for you. Yeah. You run into a problem, yeah. I mean, we, we basically do that with our drones, right? We send drones into dangerous scenarios where we can avoid risking life, and we can get a lot of reconnaissance. Yeah, but you run into a problem with, like, deep space travel and everything. Where Like, how are you going to send the information back? It's a great call. I was just reading about a week ago, we lost contact once again with Voyager 2. Ooh, no. Yeah, and they were describing the relay between the communications and I believe, and I might have this slightly off, but I believe it takes 24 hours, days? Oh, it's days. It's got to be Yeah, days. no, 24 yeah. days to get there 
for Voyager to receive the message, and then it takes us 45 days to get any kind of received message back. <laughs> wow. Right? So that's... Oh, no, you were right. You were right. Uh, so it's 12 billion miles away right now. That's right, dude. <laughs> and it takes 18 hours one way for the signal. Wow. Okay. That's actually not bad. I thought it would be like days. 18 hours is nothing. Like, how come my phone call cuts out when I go under a tunnel? Are you fucking kidding me, man? Like I'm, you, I'm working in every school basement, no reception. I get zero GPS in the Eisenhower Tunnel between here and Aspen, right? But uh, we're we're sending a message out to Voyager, uh, 18 billion miles into intergalactic space, and uh, he's he's just sending something back, like 20 hours later. <laughs> I guess the to be fair though, there's no tunnel or any obstruction in between the satellite and the. Uh, satellite on Earth. Dude, isn't that so hard to believe there is not one interstellar object that just is in the way? Not at all. Space is pretty big. Yeah, space is really freaking big, big, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I take back everything I said about flat Earth. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> You got me. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, you know, we don't know nothing about space. We, I, I've seen a lot of clips out there. There's a lot of podcasters, famous podcast folk and alternative media personalities who are really welcoming the idea of us being lied to about what space really is or how it's truly constructed or our knowledge of it and even, you know... A lot of uh, the flat earth thing, I got to say, it's taken off, man. I mean, even Tucker Carlson you. kind of entertained the flat earth. I told you, and it's blowing my mind. Because, like, when you really, when you really start to boil it down, the size of this conspiracy, you're talking about even the 22-year-old kid who's debugging the program for satellites for AT&T. You know what I mean? That's right. Like, even he would have to be in on the conspiracy because his formulas, his program, depends on the Earth being round. You know what I mean? For sure, and I'm a certified moron. That's why I've never... I've only ascribed to one theory, the truest theory, the greatest theory, flat moon theory. We all know it's a flat piece of cheese, all right? Everybody knows this, but <laughs> flat earth theory to me, it, it, it's pretty amazing, you know, kind of the depths to which there, ha- there are now foundational explanations for why it could be viable. But, and they all fall apart under base, like just elementary scrutiny. Like the dude man Mike, the plumber. The plumber, yeah. It's just looking at you debunking it, you know? What gets me with Flat Earth is I look up in the sky. I can go get myself a telescope, and I can point it up at a star. Like, I can look at Venus, right? And I'll probably capture a round spherical object in my view, correct? Yeah. Same thing with Saturn. You could go check out Mars, right? Like, we could see these other planets. So what are we looking at here? Yeah, that's that's my whole point. Yeah, 
You know, did is this some it, it, giant? Ele- <laughs> I mean, it, it's possible Starlink is uh, you know up and running, and it's been up and running our entire lives, and it's just projecting space for us into the sky to deceive us, right? No. What gets me is uh, <laughs> the people who zoom in on Google Earth into Australia from the outer space view of the the globe. And they, uh, you know, it's a joke meme, but you zoom in and then everybody's barbecuing upside down. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm a huge fan. But it is weird to me that people like, again, Tucker Carlson and uh, a lot of these big names out there in the alternative podcast universe, they, they're really big on kind of entertaining the idea now and i, I don't know yeah, because they that's how you know they're shills because it's, it's that is a distraction well, that's what i was gonna say what's all the you people that here? believe in flat earth they know you're not falling for the travis kelsey taylor swift you know <laughs> so they have to come up with something else for you right. to spend your time on just so that you don't pay attention so like for all you flat earthers out there if you just stopped reading about flat Earth and just start reading the bills they're passing in Congress. Oh, yeah, man. Go see the fucking, the fine print, the shit that they're putting, you know what I mean? Stop with the flat Earth. Stop with the shit they want you to talk about. Yeah, but you Mike, know? did you ever see the diary by Bird about the ice walls in Antarctica, man? Come on, man. <laughs> Get the ice walls. <laughs> yeah, the ice wall. I got a quick one. I think I could toss it in. I didn't throw it on the docket uh, just because it's a, it's a quickie and it kind of rides the wave of what we're surfing here. I got to say, I think uh, I found my Trump VP pick. Fact of the matter is... It's Ben Carson. Fact of the matter is, we the American people, we are not enemies. Wayne, we are not enemies. We have to remember that because people are trying to divide us on the basis of race, age, income, gender, political affiliation, religion, you name it. And what has happened in other countries that became socialist or communist? What did they do first? Divided the people. And they also dumbed down the population. Isn't that going on in our country right now? They're dumbing down the population. All right, Ben Carson telling it like yeah, it is. Man. Yeah. I can't believe it took you until 2023 to wake up. We were all <laughs> waiting for this in 16. Oh, man. Wake I uh, almost fell asleep there. Um, <laughs> I was watching that clip last night, and Emma stops in her tracks and looks at me and says, uh, was that Dr. Ben Carson? <laughs> I'm not kidding you, man. And I said, yeah. Like, do you? How do you know Dr. Ben Carson? And Emma knows she doesn't follow any politics whatsoever outside of, you know, kind of the local stuff uh, with Jared Polis that we bitch about. But uh, she told me that when she was a little girl, she kind of uh, was really into, you know, doctors and all this stuff and did like a, you know, uh, did a bunch of research on Ben Carson because he was um, very well known when she was younger for uh, famously doing the brain surgery and just being a brilliant man. And I just the separating. I just he separated the conjoined twins. I just thought how beautiful and wonderful our world would be if people stopped paying attention to the bullshit poison that they are infusing into our minds through the media, and they just kind of did some research once in a while. You know, people everywhere would be like, "Hey, Ben Carson, the surgeon, 
for president? Hell yeah, man. That sounds like an awesome idea. Like, let's get some smart people up in there. You know, like, it, it, like we would be voting for such different people right now if we just kind of got that political poison out of our system and just viewed people for their accomplishments. Yeah. Yeah, think about how he was treated. In the, him and Rand Paul. It, it still to this day disgusts me how the media treated those guys. Those two and Ted Cruz. And Ted Cruz. The media... Yeah acts like uh, they are the biggest retards in politics, and these are some of the smartest dudes there. They still introduce him. Like, anytime there's a story or anything, is the failed presidential candidate, <laughs> Ted Cruz. You know? Oh, I love that, though. I think that's right on the money with what you were just saying. You know, there's just the serious dumbing down of America, and of course, nobody's reading the bills or the fine print in the... Inflation Reduction Act, which pretty much ruined our lives because of their green energy policies. But uh, everybody could tell you the inner dimensions of the various islands on the other side of the ice wall of Antarctica on the flat earth uh, paragraph. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that, that's what's so scary is they get you. Uh, that's how they're getting you. I mean, just look at the statistics in these cities. These cities are overwhelmingly voting for Democrats and they're overwhelmingly failing in school. The kids are getting dumber. You know what I mean? It, they they really, especially in the black and brown communities. I forgot who I was listening to that went on a crazy, it might have been Tucker Carlson. I think it was him. It was because of a crazy rant that I actually agreed with him on. He said, uh, nobody who loves you and cares about you would ever tell you don't have a kid. Right? Right. Yeah, but the Democrats—they spend all this time saying, "Oh, they—they they love the black communities. They're all for the black and brown communities." But then they're in there telling them, "Well, you don't have to have kids. Have an abortion." There's yes. more black babies aborted than anybody else. Not to mention the ones that are born. None of them are reading and or writing or doing math at grade level. Oh yeah, in, in the in, <laughs> in these Democrat cities. Go take a, take a look at Baltimore, and I think Chicago was right after. They're ranking at about a 0% proficiency in math and just about 0% in reading there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's good stuff, America. Uh, we need more Ben Carsons out there. I hope uh, he could slip into the VP nom. I think that would be a fun little ticket there. I like seeing people on the side of inclusivity struggle when another side includes somebody. Yeah, for sure. It throws them all in a tailspin. They can never handle it, and so I had to. Uh, I had to look it up, man. God, God bless him, Ben Carson, man. This is Democrats. He's a black man who came up, made it, made it in the world. Even married a black woman. Wow, impressive. <laughs> she was the secretary of housing and urban De- development oh, and so- a neurosurgeon. <laughs> wow. Oh no, that's him. That's him. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The guy that everyone yeah. called an idiot? Yeah, that's that's correct. The neurosurgeon. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that. First guy to su- successfully separate conjoined twins who were conjoined at the head. They shared a brain. He cut the brain in half. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, but Joe Biden, I mean, he really knows how to talk to foreign leaders. <laughs> I know. Well. <laughs> Not really, actually. Him and Xi Jinping, apparently, when they were walking through the garden doing their photo op, uh, essentially, Xi just told him, we're taking Taiwan, deal with it. <laughs> That's what's going to happen in this new year. I hope everyone's excited. It'll be good times. Head by all, right? I believe he said they were going to unify. Oh, unify. That's yeah. right. 
Not take over. <laughs> Come on, Frank. That's the same thing Alec Baldwin told his uh, director of photography. He said, I'm going to unify you with this bullet. Uh, this is <laughs> it's going to be quick and painless. Yeah, you're thinking right now, how did he bring in and up Alec Baldwin? That's incredible. 